Holy shit, right? It's been a while. Been busy, man. I told you. I took all of August off for the most part. And just getting back in the swing of things. Just had a had a bunch of places to go, you know, traveling with my family and whatever, you know, having fucking fun in the summer before it all comes to an end. We're back stuck in our houses with eighteen inches of fucking white rotten snow outside. I'm not looking forward to that. Summer's the best. Busy, busy, busy. Went to Florida. Went to fucking, I, I switched jobs. It's crazy shit. It's not about me, though. It's about Detroit Hardcore. The shows have been coming back in full swing. Fucking, you know, like the Sanctuary and whatever has just been having fucking mad shows weekly. And I've gone to a couple, went to the um, uh, Never Ending Game, the, the, at, uh, Edgeman, holy shit, I'm retarded, I forgot the name, Edgeman Printing in Clinton Township with, uh, Big Deal's first show, Ground Wars' first show, fucking Let It Die did a little surprise reunion, that was kind of sweet, <laughs> I had no idea, you know, somehow that shit fucking gets around. But they kept it under wraps. That's amazing. Oh, um, D Block had a had their first show with Kubla Khan at the Sanctuary. This shit was rad. Fucking heavy. Other oh, different band live is scary. I felt nervous for once. People were going crazy, and I loved it. There's so much going on right now. It's fucking great. Um, you know. With like festivals coming back, uh, FYA, fucking shit ton of bands playing there. That's gonna be rad. I think that's two days. Ugh, it's sold out in fucking 25 minutes. What kind of world are we living in? It's like Coachella of hardcore, that type of shit now. Just cause everyone's dying to get out and it's amazing. They're supporting the scene. Shit's coming back strong. Fucking lots of new bands. It's a, everyone's so enthusiastic about it. And it's great. I wish I could get out more, but work calls. That ain't shit, though. I love it. That fucking under the knife. Oh, they have a new song. Their first show's coming up here in a while, man. Oh, that band's gonna kill it live. I'm scared. The singer might fucking jump off and start punching people. Speaking of the singer, he's the one that's on the podcast today. I totally forgot about introducing him, sort of ranting like an idiot by myself, because it's been so long. There's lots to talk about. Like, uh, show's coming up. But I can't even tell you. I don't got a list in front of me. I'm so unprepared right now. It's Sunday night. This is going out Monday. I mean, I feel like I'm not putting my whole, my whole 100% into this right now. But, I'm just being honest. I just want to get something out there and touch base. A lot going on. Fucking a Shattered Realm show's coming up. Uh, I'm I'm really glad to see that shit happening, especially them coming out. You know, an older band, I guess. Like what you fucking call it now. But uh, I'm glad to see they're still down to do some shows when people ask for it. So they put together a little fucking weekend thing in the Midwest, bringing the violence back. Holy shit. That's going to be so much fun. Uh, 
They're going to play in uh, Gary, Indiana at the D on Saturday, September 25th. And coming back this way to uh, the sanctuary. <sighs> I hope a lot of people show up. I know it's on a Sunday, but we had to get something in there, and I think it'll be fun. There's fucking a bunch of bands. Missing Link, Enemy of God, D-Block, Street Struck, Raw Life, and Sector, and Shattered Realm. <sighs> it's a lot of bands. But it'll be worth it. Like It's, a, it's like a little, little fucking... I don't know, man. That's a crazy show. People from fucking New York, Philly, New Jersey, Chicago. All coming out. Oh, fucking whatever. Somewhere else. Pennsylvania, probably. Altoona. Yeah. Shit. That's going to be a good time. I want to talk about it. I want to have, have an episode before or after and talk about it. Because I hope it's something that'll be you know, one for the books with Shattered Realm coming back. <gasps> Thanks again. But everybody who helped out, you know, and wants to fucking be part of it, and whoever comes out and supports it. Anyway, this is about Maxwell and Under the Knife. Yeah, that guy's a troublemaker, you know. Maxwell, last time I seen him, he gave me a noogie on <laughs> during a fucking never-ending game. What kind of bully holds somebody down, an old man like me, and, and gives him a noogie? Someone's going to have to give him a noogie back. I got a soft spot on my head. And thanks everybody who fucking entered in that little stupid little contest I did. Where you just had to, you know, tag tag somebody and you entered to win two tickets. That's fucking cool. A little, a little fun participation for the hardcore scene. And who wouldn't want to go see Shadow Run for free? You know, you don't want to have to pay to get your head beat in. Get it done for free. <laughs> but, uh, what's her name? Fucking uh, Kara. The lady that sings for Iced Out, which their first show is coming up here in, um, in October here. October 9th. Or fucking 14th. I'm an idiot. With, with a, a military gun. And normal. Oh shit. That'll be a fun show. But fucking around on Thursdays. I wish you the best. Because <laughs> I work too early. And I have to go drive a semi-truck. Nobody wants to be tired driving a semi-truck. That's scary. I've done it a couple times. I'm like, how the fuck did I end up here? Anyways. This podcast is about Maxwell. Amadeus. Whatever the fuck his name is. The murderer. The big red-haired beef. He'll fuck you up. And uh, his band Under the Knife will be playing here in Detroit, motherfucking October 9th with uh, Let It Die and all those crazy bands, The Alliance, D-Block, Enemy of God, and uh, Big Deal. Suffocate Faster and Fight It Out from fucking Saginaw. Oh, shit. That's going to be a sick show. Under the Knife is going to burn the place down. They're the first one to go. It's going to have to be canceled. Anyway... More podcasts to come. Thank you for sticking it out. Thank you for listening. Thank you for dealing with my fucking idiotic podcasts that are unbearable to listen to. But here it is. 
be on the lookout for more. Okay, thank you. Oh, did you hear that? I did. Okay. So you know it's being recorded. <clears throat> yep. So back to your fucking 3D printing shit. Fucking. So, so, so what kind of material do you have to like buy? What kind of plastic? Is there certain shit? Yeah. So you buy. And is it as expensive as just going to the store and buying whatever the fucking thing is? So you buy spools of material um there's different types there's abs pla pla plus petg and so far um i printed a soap dish because i use bar soap so i fucked around and printed a soap dish i've seen that actually and it probably cost me like 25 cents of material to print and it came out good like my brother-in-law is like yeah this is something you find for like five bucks on a store shelf you know so Saving the cost difference is pretty nice. And a few of the things I've printed, like I printed my girlfriend like a keychain that'd probably be like, you know, a five, ten dollar little gimmicky Hello Kitty keychain, and that costs like 30 cents. Oh, that's cool. Fuck it, man. Yeah, I got the 3D printer on sale for a hundred dollars instead of three hundred. So I was like, fuck it, why not? I've wanted one. A 3D printer, yeah, like I remember just a few years ago, everyone's like, oh, you can fucking 3D print shit. And now it's $100 for a 3D printer. I thought it was like, you know, expensive. You had like invest and have like a brain. You can't just. Yeah, I've thought about <laughs> yeah. um, once I learn CAD and actually making my own designs, I'm going to try to make some stuff for our band. Like pretty much like little like band logos, but they're, you know, something physical you can hold. And I've had somebody else reach out to me and ask if I can 3D print a band logo for them, for them to include as a pre-order bonus with a vinyl they sell. Oh, that's fucking sweet. Yeah, so, it is. <laughs> well, I'm just, I'm just envisioning like things that are like illegal, like what type of <laughs> like fun things that you're not supposed to have, like brass knuckles, but not brass, just like a hard like whatever type uh, of plastic. You probably fuck somebody up with that shit. Oh yeah, yeah, pr- literally. Anything that'll fit in the area for it to print, you can try to print. And I have found designs for knuckles to be made out of like the hardest plastic material too. Uh, they were silly. They had like little spikes on them, which they wouldn't last long, but they would definitely fuck somebody up. Right? Yeah, it's like a one hitter quitter, you know. Just but toss it after one use. It only costs a dollar. Who gives a fuck? <laughs> no. yeah. There's a handful of things made to be have illegal fun, but destroy after use because you can just make another. Oh, yeah, right, because you can just uh, fucking melt it into nothing. Oh, yeah. Well, just... well, like what, though? Like, what other type of things? That's the only thing that really comes to my mind. So one I see a lot of, but I haven't fucked with it all because it's big illegal, is, uh, you know, like suppressors for firearms, silencers. Oh, yeah. You, you can 3D print those. And, oh. yeah, a lot of people, I guess, will 3D print them and use them just for fun and then get rid of them because that's uh like a big felony if you have one of those unregistered yeah yeah don't you gotta have that like uh the f- yeah uh, dealer's go, license and shit 
No, you just have to get a tax stamp from the ATF. Oh. I do have I do have a legal suppressor. You have to pay $200 and do a bunch of paperwork. And then they say, okay, you can have it. But a lot of people just 3D print them at home. I haven't tried it yet. I don't know if my printer is good enough to make one. But that's that's a big thing. I know a lot of people fuck around with and then they just destroy it. <laughs> You're big into guns. I see you taking pictures <laughs> holding guns and shit. I love it. Uh, yeah, yeah. I had to I had to stop buying guns because I'm saving for a house, but I have like 10 or 11, I think. Fuck. Keeps keeps me occupied. Yeah. Yeah, so do you just like to shoot a lot or you just like to what do you like to take them apart and look at them? Like what do you do with the with all your guns? Do you just like to collect them? Uh I mean I do shoot I probably shoot every weekend, sometimes twice a week. I'm trying to get into different types of match shooting, but I mean I do love working on them, modifying them. I do I carry. So right. I'm much more comfortable with one on me. Yeah, yeah, I feel you, man. I mean a lot of people feel more comfortable with them. You're not the only one. Except at the sanctuary, if Maxwell listens to this, I would never carry a gun in there. Never. Never, <laughs> ever. Uh, hey, it's, speaking of, uh, there must have been your gun. I heard a gun fell out into a pit during a never-ending game show. Is that you? Is that true? I wasn't uh, at that no. show, but I heard about that. <laughs> no, that wasn't at mine. Yeah, that was probably like a year or two years ago, and somebody was moshing and. There's just a fucking gun on the floor. Ah, like- yeah. <laughs> it got handed to security real quick, but no, that definitely wasn't mine. That's fucking funny. Was that 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 a uh, Cold World, a Never Ending Game one? I, uh, oh. I can't remember. That Cold World show was an amazing free show, though. Yeah. Fuck. Even though they didn't have the original vocalist, they pretty. I think they had like George. Yeah, from Blacklisted. Bro. Yep, from Blacklisted. Yep, that show was phenomenal. I never thought I'd see Cold World at the Sanctuary, especially for a free fucking show. Right. Yeah, but Razzle Dazzle played uh, for Negative Approach, too, right? Yep. Fuck yeah, man. That Good old Detroit hardcore. Even though, whatever, Cold World is like Pennsylvania, but you're in Detroit, so who gives a fuck? Oh yeah, yeah. It was Cold World was still like one of the best shows I've ever seen, though. They've been probably one of my favorite bands since I was in like eighth or ninth grade. Hell yeah! So it was just a game changer to see them at my favorite venue. Yeah, fucking, I love the Sanctuary, man. It's just a fun, small, compact place where you can just have fun. And fucking, it's come a far away. When it used to be at that old like church on Outer Drive. Yeah. That place was fucking fun, but what he's created now is like a very legitimate, nice venue. You know, legitimate's the word, yeah. It's not just uh, you know, like some places you can go to. It's just like, oh, they have a fucking half a stage and that's it. Well, he's got a bar, he's got you know a couple tables, bad two bathrooms, you know, the air conditioning. Fuck. Yeah, oh yeah, I know the last old sanctuary show was oh man i'm drawing a blank i know it was terror can't remember the other bands i think left behind i'm drawing a blank it was in october of like 2018 i think but he had a tui show lined up for there too and after he decided to close the old sanctuary the tui show got moved to the ritz but that show was hot as fuck and it was like the beginning of october and during when terror was playing in that little last room, 
you would open the door to go out back and you could feel the heat radiating out of the fucking building. Uh, that's the worst, man. But every show there was fucking perfect. Hold on, I'm busy. <laughs> <laughs> no. But um, the things are really coming back strong these days, like shows and shit. Fucking, there's so many shows in September. I think there's three or four shows. You got uh well, why well, don't you care about uh Murphy's Law? Do you like Murphy's Law? Uh, I've listened to him for years, but I mean, I never wore one of those like goofy Boston hats, and I'm under the age of forty, so I never got too into him. <laughs> no, oh, I, I'm under forty two, but I just love f- fucking New York hardcore. And uh, well, they're coming. They're gonna be at at, at a Smalls with some other band. I don't even know who the fuck they're. A couple, they're like punk hardcore bands from Detroit. Uh, then. Uh-oh, Shattered Realm's coming up. You going to be there? Yeah, yeah I, I plan on that one because, oh, it was, oh, wait, is this, is this the right one? Uh, I, I just was looking at old Sanctuary shows. I think it was, oh, I don't think this was right. Since it was Terror, Harm's Way, Backtrack, Year of the Knife, and Candy. No, that that was at the new Sanctuary, so I'm thinking of 2017. Yeah. Damn, I that was a long time yeah. ago now. Yeah, my brain is just like, duh. <laughs> yeah, because that, yeah, that was the new sanctuary. But yeah, uh, that Shattered Realm show is going to be fucking absolutely insane. Uh, I saw Shattered Realm at a floor show in 2019 in Baltimore. And that was fucking sick. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I think it's crazy. Um, you know, fucking Detroit throws down anyway. But when, when, when like the heaviest of the heavy come through, it's just. Anything can happen, you know. I'm excited for that. It was pretty cool seeing them in Baltimore, though. Yeah, was it a festival or something, or you just went out to a show out there? Yeah, so uh, there was a festival called uh, Mosh Against Addiction, and it's a really, it's like our Motor City Fest. Mm -hmm. It's small. um, It's not something people really travel for. People will drive from a state or two away. But me and my buddy, a lot of bands we love played it. So we flew out from Michigan and people were like, you guys flew out from fucking Flint to see this? Like, yeah, why not? Even like Sonny from Hate 5, 6. Uh, I don't know if uh, uh, I'm trying to think pretty much. He was just like, he was talking to some other people. And they mentioned us and he was like, you guys fucking flew down here. He was in disbelief too. Like, I don't know if you ever listened to um, Three Week Old Roses. No. Okay, so they're they're um trying to th- they're they're not really like heavy hardcore. They're fast, you know. They're upbeat. They have some stuff that reminds me a little bit of like kind of have heart shit. Okay. But um, me and my buddy know a couple of the guys from there, and they were the ones who told Sonny like, yeah, these guys came down from Flint because they were playing, and then our whole way down, we joked about what if Queensway got added to the bill because it's a Baltimore show. And then the night before the show left, Wisdom and Chains had to drop. And I woke him up at like 3 a.m. I'm like, dude, what if Queensway gets put on the bill? Just joking. And we fly down. We land at fucking BWI. We take a train to Washington, D.C. to check out D.C. for the day. And all of a sudden, I checked the Facebook group for the show. And Queensway got added last minute. 
And we're like at the train station, like freaking out, getting ready to head back to Baltimore. We're jumping that, up and down. Yeah. Yeah. Like people around us have like, no idea why we're so excited. <laughs> but seeing Queen's Way in Baltimore at a floor show is just absolutely nuts. There's a lot of sick bands that weekend, though. Like Karma played. That was fucking good. Fuck yeah. Uh, well, I'm trying to think of who else played. Uh, Vamakara. Heavens Die. There's just a lot of heavy ass bands. Uh, Internal Bleeding. Oh, just a lot of heavy, yeah. yeah, just a lot of heavy ass bands playing this random little festival. Fuck. Shit, man. How long have you been going to shows for? Like, see, see, because you're out in Flint, and I know, you know, Flint and De- Detroit shows, like, kind of like, because they're so close. It's not. It's like its own scene out there, or have you always had to come to fucking Detroit? And were you into like? So, so- when I was young, um, I started going to like random little shows in Flint when I was in like eighth grade, and then uh, we moved over to a place called Ludington for high school, and that's on the west side of the state. And there ain't shit around Ludington, like you have Muskegon. And Grand Rapids and Traverse City, all a couple hours away, which had some shows, but nothing much. So I was like, fuck, you know, my mom's not going to drive me to a show. She fucking hates me. So <laughs> um, when I was like 15, 16, I became good friends with one of my still best friends. His name's Logan. And we started going to shows together because uh, he worked pizza delivery for uh, Mancino's that his mom ran. So he had to have a car. So we started just going to shows, uh, you know, Grand Rapids, Muskegon. Um, we would drive down to Detroit for a show, which was a fucking hike, because that was like four, four and a half hours each way. Yeah. So it was always nice when they're on a school day because we'd leave fucking school at like noon, head down. Like Traverse City used to actually have a pretty active hardcore scene. I don't think they have shows at all anymore. But I think it was like 2011. Uh, Trapped Under Ice, Bane, Cruel Hand, and Alpha and Omega played at a place called the Inside Out Gallery up there. Damn. And that was fucking sick. Yeah, there was a guy. I'm trying to remember his fucking name. He was an older guy. He uh, gave a lot to Traverse City. I think his name was John. Uh, I want to say John McKay, but I don't know if that's right. Trying to see if I can find it. You're good. Either way, that guy, he was he was cool. He was an older dude who was into hardcore and punk his like whole whole life. So he wanted to give that back through art and music to the community. So it was nice to drive up to Traverse City and see bands up there. There was uh that's like I'm pretty sure. So Detain was from Grand Rapids, and then like they moved over to Detroit. I'm pretty sure the vocalist from Detain was in a band called Make It Clear back in the earlier 2000s. Hmm. And I remember listening to that shit in high school and it was so fucking heavy and the demos like don't exist anymore, unfortunately. But like that shit was sick as fuck to see in Grand Rapids. Like uh, there's a lot of good shows though back then that actually went all over the state. Like now you see more shit going to Grand Rapids, like the Pyramid Scheme, Get Stuff. Then there's like you have like skeletons. Oh yeah, yeah. But for a while it seemed like everything kind of stopped and just focused on Detroit. Like Flint, we had a venue called Abe's for a hot minute that bands came through. 
like uh there was a small festival like rain supreme played it hell yeah there was like a one day off festival but rain supreme played it and that was cool we have the machine shop which is straight fucking booty ass rock five finger death punch banana 101.5 <laughs> bullshit like i remember when the acacia strain first played there uh people were getting kicked out left and fucking right because these old dudes who so people go to the machine shop every weekend to get drunk they don't go for the concert it's a bar to them right yeah so you have all these like 45 year old wannabe biker dudes in there like not sure how to react to the case you're straight and all of a sudden they're getting their ass beat by a fucking 18 19 year old <laughs> and people are getting thrown out left and right like i got thrown out like four fucking times that night that's hilarious yeah trying to see they played with a uh, what band did they play? They played with a straight hardcore band. I'm trying to think what it was. Oh, fuck. Oh, man. Bless you, sir. Thank you. Yeah. I always like shows where uh, where it's like somewhere that that like hardcore show shouldn't be. And there's like a regular crowd there. You know, like people who just like go there to drink and shit. And they're like, what the fuck is happening? And they try to stop like whatever they think is violent. And the, you know, they just get their ass kicked. Like, like way back in the day, it, it'd be in like the basement of some bar. There'd be like thirty old dudes upstairs, and they'd think like fights are breaking out and shit. But it's just everybody fucking wilding out, having a good time, and and they try to throw people out. You're acting too crazy, and then next thing they know, <laughs> that happens. It happens at like mixed genre shows in Detroit a lot. Like anytime there's something more hardcore. And they play with something that kind of leans more on the side of deathcore. Yeah. They always have these like angry deathcore kids who like don't know what the fuck to do and they try to start a fight. <sighs> yeah, you like, feel bad for those guys. <laughs> like, you fucked it was up. That, it was at uh, the Magic Stick years ago and there was something like that. And this guy we call Onion Head because he has a stupid ass man bun mm-hmm. tried like picking a fight with one of my small, my friend Logan. He's a small fella. And all of a sudden, when he was getting, like, smacked the fuck up by, like, three people, he, like, realized, like, just let people mosh. Yeah. It's a money oh, business, sir. Born Low was the other band that played with the case you strained that night that people didn't know how to react to. Okay. Because people were just straight going the fuck off, and they were like, well, okay, here we go. Oh, man. Because yeah, Hatebreed used to play there, like, back in the day when they'd come through either fucking Detroit or they'd go to Flint, I thought. Oh, that I saw. Uh, it was at the Majestic. I think it was Hatebreed, Dying Fetus, and Code oh, yeah, Orange. Gonna, yeah, yeah, Code Orange. And uh, Dying Fetus has been one of my favorite bands since I was young, also. And when they played fucking Kill Your Mother, Rape Your Dog, I knocked this dude out. It's <laughs> like that song on me is just absolutely heavy as fuck. Yeah. And I just started moshing, and all these like people just push pitting were like, dude, fuck this kid. But I was like, I, I don't care. Like, <laughs> this shit to me is absolutely chaos. That's and Hatebreed every- has a mix of both. Like you have people going off, and you have all these like older biker metal militia monster chugging dudes who fucking <laughs> got into ha- yeah, they got into fucking Hatebreed through like MX versus ATV. Yeah, yeah, they're fucking bandana on and shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's always how it is for Hatebreed shows. As long as I remember, since. I think 2004 is the first time I see them, but they've been around fucking 96 or whatever. And uh, that's always like Ozfest shows and shit, you know. It's... I miss Ozfest. 
This is the wrong crowd. But yeah, that uh, Dying Fetus show, I took my son to that one. Yeah, I think he was 10 or 11 at the time. <clears throat> so so we stood in the back, though, how they had that little raised platform, like way in the back by the stairs that go down to the bars, the Majestic. Yep. And, and uh, he said Code Orange was his, uh, was his favorite band out of the night. But it's funny because when uh, Dying Fetus played, he said, he's like, kill your mother, rape your dog. And my son just looked at me like, like did I hear that right? <laughs> yeah, I was, I was literally waiting like all night for that one fucking song. Uh, I know, I've always loved Dying Fetus. And I remember being in high school, like, you guys got to check out this band. And I would fucking tell them about the band. They're like, dude, what the fuck is this? Or I'd show them like early Dying Fetus, like the song, like, your blood is my wine. Like one of the earliest songs, and it has like the most like rudimentary, like goofy drumming because I'm pretty sure John the vocalist played the drums on that, and it's like not good, but it's heavy as fuck. Yeah, there's only three people in that band too, right? Yep, it's kind of revolving. Uh, the vocalist and uh, guitarist now John is the only original member. Oh, okay. Yeah, they've they've gone through quite a few lineup changes. A lot of those death metal bands they'll have two like Nile. Okay. They all yeah. just are kind of like, okay, well this person's burnt out. Let's find somebody else talented. Yeah, yeah. See, I don't know the history of any like fucking like metal bands or death metal bands like that. I was, I was just like in like punk, like in the hardcore. I never gave a fuck. I never transitioned like through metal to hardcore. It was like punk to hardcore. Like I don't care about like when kill switch and gauge and shit like that was was it cool to listen to i guess and my friends like slayer i never even like fucking slayer that much or like but it's good i'm like eh. i i grew up listening to a lot of slayer i've seen them probably like five or six times yeah and every every time it's fucking great and i understand to a degree slayer fucking sucks no, they don't. They have well, a lot of I love, they play fast. It's good, and I appreciate okay. it. But Kerry King cannot remember a single solo he played in the '80s from how high he was, though. <laughs> Every time I've seen him live, he plays the solos different. But oh no, shit. Oh, yeah, but they're crushing as fuck. I saw them in Chicago, like two, 2014, and they played "Rain and Blood" in its entirety. That'd be and a that fucking was, party. That was insane. They played a few songs. Like, okay, now here's what you fucking came for. And they just played Rain and Blood from front to back. No stop or like no stops, no pauses, just the whole fucking album. Like it was like raining out and they had their fog machines going and it was like a hurricane. It was it was good. It was nuts. Yeah. Yeah, that's gotta be an experience though, too. Like well, like the fog and the rain and just Riot like Fest is a weird music. one. And one day I saw the Wu Tang clan. Primus, Slayer, and Weezer. Like a really fun. a really sporadic lineup, but I caught some of the cure because Weezer got boring. <laughs> Weezer got boring, yeah. I can believe that shit. But uh man. So before hardcore, because you can't really just find hardcore. What were you listening to? It wasn't metal, there was no punk or, or nothing like that. Like, you know, because I listen to like dropkick Murphys and the casualties, like that dirty street punk shit, you know. So uh, growing up, my dad listened to a lot of like old heavy stuff. And then so growing up, the absolute be all end all band in my family was Black Sabbath. Like I still love Sabbath more than anything. Like their self-titled album is revolutionary. 
it did like we wouldn't have doom metal if it wasn't for that because Candlemass took that and evolved it into doom metal but he also listened to a lot of death metal like shit and, like a little bit of hate breed and stuff so i listened to that and then it kind of transitioned into like there's some like watered down punk like shit like rancid right you know like fucking like baby's first punk band like some 41 stuff like that yeah and then i kind of transitioned to uh, more straight death metal and then like I found like that first and second wave of uh, deathcore, like shit, like animosity. Okay, yeah, that's what and, I had in my head. And uh, I I always appreciate the first few generations of deathcore. They took kind of that basic deathcore sound, and they took a genre defining sound and mixed them. Like Winds of Plague did it kind of with like like a black metal atmospheric sound. Despised Icon took like slam and mixed it in uh white chapel and fucking i always called uh oceano black chapel because they reminded me of white chapel but with a black vocalist <laughs> but they took they took more like technical death metal mixed it in and suicide silence just went straight pretty much crazy but after that i got i kind of lost it like a lot of those bands their first album i listened to but their second and third albums i was like over it by then i was like 16 i was like eh, you know whatever i still think one of the best bands of that genre overlooked is see you next tuesday <laughs> like next tuesday oh yeah parasite i think is a perfect album from start to finish like before i die i'm gonna fuck me a fish like <laughs> that song is fucking insane and they just were underappreciated for what they were they were like dude that's such a weird era like all those bands you listed like i don't know if you said a job for a cowboy or not but i didn't but yeah you know they were really young when they did doom yeah, that's the most impressive part is they took a very new sound and they kind of added their own thing to it. And they were all like fucking 16, 17 years old. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they became a joke because everybody's like, they became a very entry band to that. They're like, oh, if you think you listen to heavy shit, you listen to Job for a Cowboy. And they became a joke. And but I mean, for what they did, they were talented young guys and they ended up fleshing out their sound to something completely different and heavy as fuck kind of like uh aoaa i don't know if you ever listened to you uh they had that song like welcome to sludge city with the fucking call out when i'm done with you you won't have a cunt left and then all and then all these like ignorant ass fucking breeze and inhales Uh... and it was it was bad it was awful but it was loved and then after that they kind of realized okay we got to play something better so they moved on to more death metal kind of how job for a cowboy did because they realized they weren't going to be able to ride the hype forever and not everybody was 16 anymore but i remember being young and being like i love that line like when i'm done with you you won't have a cunt left and it's just like breeze and i'm like dude this is fucking sick this shit was so weird for like for like a few years that fucking like the pig squeals and whatever the fuck that noise is the breeze (sighs) that's despised icon did it really well though did that band have two singers yep okay i'm pretty sure uh back in the day for a minute they had a female vocalist too fuck man yeah icon's been around for a long time a lot of those bands they'll have two like acacia strains been around since like 2001 or 2002 yeah and they used to have like fucking three four guitarists fuck yeah you know but it was like weird to watch that shit happen because it was all like brand new there's really nothing before that like like hearing those sounds come out of like the singers 
it wasn't, you know, that didn't happen in the 90s. Yeah, the weird noises, as far as I know, anyway, unless it was like anal cunt and stuff like that. Yeah, fucking. I think the whole MySpace music really helped that shit, though, because I used to listen to a lot of bad music on MySpace. <laughs> like, I loved all of, all of that shitty, awful music. It was all like that electronic grindcore mm-hmm. shit, and it was so bad, but I was like, this is fucking sick. Nobody else knows this shit. It's so cool. And it's like, by the time I was like 17, so I, was like, I was like, why did I ever listen to this? Like, they're all from like Germany and had the stupidest names. Like, there was one called like, My Mouth is Full of Drop Kicking Astronauts. <laughs> what the fuck? And it was all like video game samples and like slam riffs. And it was like so bad. It was all so bad. It was all produced by some like fucking lonely. 19 year old guy overseas just there's one that's called like this ain't your grandpa's shotgun <laughs> this ain't your grandpa uh, let me ask you, how old are you because i know you're yeah i'm you 29 about, you know, all right 20 i was gonna say like 30 31 i didn't know what yeah I'll, I'll be uh 30 december 18th this year unfortunately i'll right. be very old yeah uh, i just turned 34 last week so we're right there Right there. Oh, sorry. It was called This Ain't Your Grandpa's Rifle. Not your shotgun. Yeah, This uh, Ain't Your Grandpa's Rifle. And I only listened to them because some like older girl sent me their music and she's like, this shit's cool. And I was like, yeah, it's super cool. I love it. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm like, what the fuck am I listening to? Like, uh, fuck, man. I'll tell you what's even weirder. What, uh, what's Brendan over at recordings, how, he was telling me about some electronic music when he did this fucking podcast. I forgot what it was called, but he said uh, that band or whatever. It's not even a band. It's just fucking noise. It's white noise. It played at the sanctuary. Like they got that band to come. Yeah. Do you know what I'm talking about by any chance? I'm not sure, but I did oh listen to God. some noise for a while. Um, it's the closest thing I've ever listened to constantly that some people consider noise is the locust. But the okay. locust is talented as fuck. So I don't know if it was that, but it wasn't. It was like you turn your TV on and went. Shh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My uh, so the basis for my band, he's uh, he's musically talented. He's been fucking off music since he was like fourteen or some shit. He started off mostly doing like rap, more of uh, that kind of labeled SoundCloud style. But he's moved on, and right now he has like a a noise kind of grind project he has like seven different projects going on at any given time lucky he cares enough to play bass for us but he has a band called like awaiting abyss and it's like him with like a bunch of synth and pedals and shit like screaming and fucking with it and then like his buddy plays the drums and people love them though they've played a handful of shows already what's the name of them again uh, awaiting abyss. I just, I just gotta put it here so I can fucking listen to some weird shit that I'm normally close-minded to. Like, I don't take shit like any suggestions. I'm like, yeah, I don't give a fuck. You well, know, yeah, like, no, that's <laughs> how I was for years. No, nope, no, nope, not for me. Don't care. You know, <laughs> that's how I am with a lot of shit. Still, even a lot of like the the newer hardcore bands, like. Like the other day, that fucking magnitude of One Step Closer. I never listened to One Step Closer. I have no idea who they are. 
So one step closer rules. It's not something you're going to mash to. It's more of enjoying the show. There's your two step, which I can't two step because I'm a fat fuck and all I know is hitting people. Like every time I try to two step, I just end up moshing on people. And I'm like, I'm just ruining other people's fun at this point. Like I'm just gonna stop. It's why I like crowd sing alongs. I, I yeah, I love one step closer though. And they ripped, they sounded so good live. And magnitude is that's for the fucking straight edge. Like that shit was great. That's like my second or third time seeing them, and they're so good every time. And of course, you got big deal. Lucky like man. big deal is so good. I was like 10 minutes late, I was worried I was going to miss like most of their set because, you know, 15 minute set goes quick. And we get in there, their drummer Jake is like, yeah, we just played a song or two. And all of a sudden I see you pop up and just start fucking smashing on people. <laughs> I'm like, as soon as I paid, I just got up in there. I was like, yes, here we go. Just ran right to it. Oh, yeah. I love I love big deal. And yeah, then the- Buggin from Chicago killed it. I don't know if you listen to them. No, nope. they're, they're they're fucking great. They're so good. They have some heavy parts, but it's really upbeat. It's fast. Her vocals are top fucking notch. Oh, that's cool. Chick singer. I love it. Oh, they were good. They were really good live, though. Like, they sound exactly how they did on their recordings live. It was my first time seeing them. I never even listened to it, but I've seen the name around, like, a lot. Like, I just never got around to it, you know? I'm busy listening to fucking Death Threat and Under the Knife. Death death threats are always a good one. <laughs> I, I watch the same hate five six videos like over and over again. Like it's a, it's like death threat and blood for blood and like shattered realm. <laughs> I'm just sitting in my living room. I, and my kids and wife are like, what, like, didn't you watch that one like yesterday? I'm like, yeah. Yeah, well, yeah, why not? What's like, wrong? <laughs> like, wait, you don't like this? It's fun of my 70 inch fucking TV got people running around fucking each other up. They're like again the same song like they all know the songs by now just because i watch it so much i am excited for that shattered realm show there's quite a few good shows in september i know uh annie up is playing september 18th yeah yeah with the with uh, death and custody they're doing a reunion they probably ended before you even came to back to fun detroit hardcore shows yeah yep yeah i didn't, never listened to them yeah they're probably They've done shows here and there. I was talking to Ralph, the singer. He said they uh, they never officially broke up. They just all started like side projects. I don't know. Fucking what is Ralph's other band? You know Black Ralph? Or no, I don't think so. No, he's an old dude. He's like he's like forty five. I mean, he could be fifty. Um, yeah. So he's in a band called uh, Stacked Deck. They're 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 like punk. They're like so like CTYC guys, I think. So. A different fucking crew, you know, right? Or a different group of hardcore people, but it's more like punk, like agnostic front type shit, you know, not too heavy, but it's fast, not really breakdowns or or too many breakdowns, you know, right? But they were just uh, around earlier. I'm excited in the... for uh, September. Our first shows in September. Yeah, yeah. You playing out in Kalamazoo, right? Yeah, it's a fucking hike. It's like two hours. It is. And and we haven't even got to it yet, but for your band, Under the Knife, you are the vocalist for them. Ooh, and you're so scary. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I just like to have fun, and it cracks me up. Like, the other night at the show, these random people are like, hell yeah, bro, keep it up. I like what you do out there. And I'm like, 
I'm just having fun, man. Like right. one guy's like, I respect you trying to bring hammer fisting back. I'm like, I'm just doing my own fucking thing. Like <laughs> anybody can go out there and punch people. Like that's a couple of years ago, Face Rec played Detroit. And fucking AJ from Face Rec was like, Man, I hope you know all these people you're beating on. Fucking young Santa Claus out here handing out those hands early. And I'm like, <laughs> I don't even hit people that hard. I'm just having fun. Yeah. I mean, you know. Shit happens. Just having a good old time. That's the way it is. Uh, but it is funny when people are like, yo, I respect it. It's like, bro, you hit hard. I'm like, eh. It just, it just cracks me up. Like, I love it. You know, it's better than people getting angry, I guess. Right. It, well, just, I just don't want to talk about it. I'm just having fun. I don't want to talk about the fun I'm having. <laughs> you know? And uh, it was funny, though, because that, that fucking never-ending game show, uh, this dude like called like me like a jock. He's like, you're like a jock, though, right? I was like, a jock? I was like, I gotta, I was like, well, I was like what's a jock like today? Because I thought it was like, a, I was like, like a football player, like somebody athletic and cool. Like, I'm so far from that. There was, I've, I've seen a handful of new faces in the last few shows, though, so that's good. I like seeing that. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> you know, the thing about now is it seems so much more welcoming. You know, it's not like... It, <sighs> It's like, sure, you got to, like, earn your place and, like, keep coming to shows. And, you know, like, you'll eventually come and make friends if you're coming alone, which is cool. But it seemed like, if I was like back then, like everybody was so mad at each other. It was like, there's going to be a fight every fucking time. Like, someone's going to get their ass beat. Yeah, when I was younger, going to shows, uh, me and my friend Logan, we weren't very social with people. Like, we knew each other from passing and, like, oh, I've seen you at shows. But mm-hmm. coming from Ludington, like, it was hard to make friends with Detroit people. Mm-hmm. and then i moved to chicago for a couple years and i knew nobody out in chicago at all at at all literally nobody but my girlfriend at the time who i moved out there with and she didn't go to shows she didn't fucking do shit but sit at the apartment so i was like alone so i had to learn to be social and make friends so then i moved back to detroit i was like fuck it dude everybody's my friend if you ain't my friend fuck you <laughs> And it was a lot easier to make friends when I started coming back to Detroit shows in like early 2015. Nice, man. I yeah. like, well, I, I know how to be social now, I guess. So sure. Yeah. Yeah. And that's that's always been like my problem too. It's like uh, I don't want to have to talk to people. It's not that fun. You know, like meeting new people is fucking weird. So it it'd be it was hard like coming back to shows. And like I took a couple years off and like coming back, like a lot of the people I went to shows with you know, we're doing their own thing in life and whatever here and there. And it's like, fuck, it's just a bunch of young people now. And I'm, I'm standing here, standing here like a nerd. Most of those young people are pretty cool though. Fuck. Yeah. 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 No, I'm sure. Sure. Like they all feel the same way too, though. <laughs> you're kind of alone in the crowd, but yeah, you're there with fucking with 15 people, you know, that you met over the past couple of years and it's like home. Did you die? Oh, no. I was just uh, looking up that fucking the St. Your Grandpa's demo to see how bad it was. Oh. It, it just it was, it was stuck in my head, and I started listening to it, and it was it's, it's a horrible. Just as bad? Oh, God. I can't believe I listened to that shit when I was, like, 14, 15. <laughs> like, it's the worst, like, digitally produced drums I've ever heard in my fucking life. I'm going to check it out. Laugh a little. Uh, so you cringe a little, too. Oh yeah, 
But no, uh, that's a couple of the bands we're playing with in Kalamazoo where they're brand new bands too. Oh, no so I'm shit. excited. Yeah. Yeah, we formed uh, March of 2020. We actually formed, ooh, excuse me, you, ooh, play a house show. And uh, the house show got canceled because of COVID. And we're like, okay, let's just keep doing shit along. And then we got offered to open up uh, Motor City Fest. We were going to be the first band to play Motor City Fest. And it looked like it was going to happen. And then like a week before it got canceled because COVID spiked again. So we really just kept doing our thing. We recorded a demo the summer 2020, released it. It sounds like fucking garbage, but people liked it. Uh, It made Filled with Hate Records from Germany want to pick us up, which blows my mind. And then December last year, we went down uh, to Northwest Indiana. We recorded with Colin St. Mary of 19 Stars Recording for our EP, Violence for Violence. Then we released that uh, like mid-January. And then I was checking my spam filter messages on our band Facebook. And I noticed Filled with Hate Records sent me a message like four months ago about wanting to release our demo on a CD. And I messaged him back like, I never saw this, but we just dropped an EP. So we did a a side-by-side where it's our demo and our EP on one disc. And those are actually on the way right now to America. Oh, no shit. Yeah, so pretty much he uh, he got like a certain amount printed and we keep all the rights to our music. So what he does is he keeps a handful of them for him to sell through his distro store and he sends us a certain amount of copies for us to sell. Nice. So, yeah, so I, I already have people who've bought it from him, which, okay, man, I mean, they're, I know they're just trying to support us, but they got to wait for shipping from Germany. But right now we're waiting on a box of ours to get here from Germany to have it shows and shit. But it's just crazy that a record label that has had so many pretty good heavy bands on it was like, hey, we're going to release your shit. Yeah, man. That's especially from fucking Germany. I love how, you know, it's it's pretty easy to make like a, like a global connection, like through hardcore. You know, it's like everybody's pretty much like down to, you know either hear new shit or talk about new shit and it's fucking amazing it's like oh yeah i can just talk to somebody from fucking germany or fucking poland or you know even it's weird the places like even like a podcast can reach whether it's like one or two downloads it's like it's like who's in fucking singapore like what's happening i mean it could be like a whatever like a vpn but ooh, it's weird I know, I know what you're saying. Well, that's kind of how we felt when our band camp started to get a lot of hits from like Belgium Fuck and yeah. Germany and shit. I like never expected that. And then like we found people like put our EP and our demos up on YouTube and they had like 4,000 views and comments and we're like, people are listening to this shit? <laughs> well, you didn't even know. Yeah. Like, like no way. Like that, that's uh-huh. pretty fucking cool. And then seeing people like get excited about our stuff being released through fwh is pretty cool like i actually just looked at their website for the first time it's pretty cool to see my band up under like new and top products seeing like our fucking cd yeah seeing seeing, like a photo my friend travis took because we use his for uh his photography he does like all of our band photography for us yeah 
in that photo of that Avenger covered in blood, he took up at a party store where a guy got beat with a baseball bat right by his house. Oh, no shit. So that was like a real scene. I didn't know. Oh, oh yeah, 100%. Yeah, it's not staged at all. It's a photo he went up and took. Yeah, that crime tape, the blood on the car. It, yeah, that was oh, that shit real was, shit. That's a hard-ass photo. I like it. Oh, yeah, that's huh. a few people are like, oh, man, that was a cool photo. And I tell them it's real and it was taken a couple years ago and I just wanted to use it. And they're like, wait, what? I'm like, yeah, and I always got to plug his work, Cryptic Filth on Instagram. You know, he's I'm looking at right one of, he's one of the best photographers in Genesee County. He shows up. He does a lot of music videos. He does a lot of street photography. He used to do a lot of um, urbacks and abandoned building stuff, but he's kind of moved that and really created his own style. That's fun knowing that that's real now. I for sure thought it was like, I thought it was like your car and you just did that yourself. Like took the picture yourself. Oh yeah, I know that's, that's people's reaction. <laughs> nope. That's he's uh he lives right in the heart of Flint. So no shit. Right place, right time. Like he has a lot of cool, like photography of fires. Cause right where he lives, there's a lot of arson. Yeah. Fuck man. Do you live in Flint right now? I live right outside of Flint now. Okay. Fuck yep. crazy out there, huh? Yeah, I mean, where I grew up in Flint and the parts of Flint, I spent a lot of time and I don't think they're bad, honestly. It's kind of that, like, don't be a piece of shit, mind your own and you're fine. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. But a lot of people just look at the reputation Flint has and they get scared. Yeah, but when you hear, like, Flint's been in the news for so fucking long because, like, the water shit. So, when people think of Flint, they just think, like, the worst of the worst. But if you've ever been down any street in Detroit, you know, it's. Oh, yeah. That's it's where abandoned the, houses and fucking long grass. Mind your business. Yeah. Where the old sanctuary was, you know, people's cars get broken into. Oh, yeah. I know a girl got her car stolen after like the last expire show. <laughs> Fuck. Yeah. I'm pretty sure she got like pulled out of her car. Damn. Fucking like thrown out on the ground and they took off in her shit. Well, that's that, that, yeah that was unfortunate but max always told people after a show he's like don't linger in the neighborhood you know like between sets like hang out here or in the back because he had a fence in like back area yeah he's like he's like you don't need to be hanging out like don't be some little fucking like white suburbanite taking pictures in the abandoned homes just for fucking internet clout yeah because he doesn't want to be responsible for what happens to you because even those neighborhoods do look deteriorated, there is still people that live there and they still want their area to be respected. Yeah. And that's the thing a lot of people forget about these areas, especially in the Rust Belt, is even if it looks decayed, even if half the block's burnt out, there's probably still some people there that have lived there for most of their life and that's still their home. It's not a tourist attraction. Yeah. Well, even, you know... Even in the uh, Brightmore area, like on the west side of Detroit, like Schoolcraft and like whatever, the fucking ninety six Schoolcraft and um and Greenfield or fucking uh Evergreen, like ooh, a lot of people will dump like their garbage and tires there. Like there's, it's been on the news. Like you see like piles and piles of tires, and there's there are two houses on the block. The rest of them are fucking abandoned or whatever, burnt down. And, it's people on the news. They're like, no, we still live here. Like, stop dumping your shit. It's like, so the city won't come fucking take care of these houses. It's like, I live here. So stop dumping. Oh, yeah. You, you know, it's, 
it's a shame. But there's spots like that in Flint, especially around like some of the abandoned schools. People are just like, uh, they're like, yep, pretty much this area is a dumping area. Like behind the school, there's like, fuck it. Yeah. Yeah, because I used to fucking drive a truck around Detroit a bunch. Like, I'd have to go down like, these alleys. Like, what is like, it's like boats. It's like a boat sitting in an alley, like, just off a trailer or like, or like tires just like, filling the entire road or just fucking like, piles and piles of trash. Like, how did this happen? Like, who the fuck did this? It's just because they don't want to pay to do whatever with it the right way. So they just go dump it over here. Now my fucking semi truck is like stuck in an alley because I can't. I can't back out. You know, <laughs> that's fucking fucked. Yeah, so you drive trucks. Yeah, yeah, I have fucking ten years now. Eighteen wheeler, baby. Drive truck. You drive a truck? You said? No, no. I was just. I had an old boss, and he like talked like Kevin from the office. He talked about his old job. He's like, yeah, I used to drive truck. I'm like, oh, you used <laughs> to drive a truck? He's like, no, I drive truck. Like, <laughs> okay. Drive truck. So I, I just always make fun of them at work by saying that shit. Uh, drive truck. That's funny as fuck. No, no, I do low voltage electrical and technology installation. Oh, that sounds like fun. It's uh, it's okay. The summer's been hell. Sixty hour weeks nonstop, just trying mm. to get these schools ready for the little bastards to come back. Oh, yeah. So that means you're not in a cool air conditioning building most of the time. Luckily, um. Some of the schools we've been working in down in Nova, I do have their AC cranking. Okay, yeah, well, for Nova, they have AC. Over here in Lincoln Park, the schools don't even have air conditioning. Hot as fuck. Yeah, it's a lot of the schools I work in do not, but you know, Nova is a nice little place, I guess, so they have their AC going, so it wasn't too bad, but those 12-hour days just trying to get it done, get it done, the kids are coming back next week. It's like, holy fuck, okay. Fuck, man. Yeah, uh, fucking back, back before I, I drove a truck. Well, well, I was in between jobs. I got fired from one job and couldn't find another one right away. So I was doing some other bullshit work, and uh, it was a moving. I was at Corrigan. You ever heard of that company? It's Corrigan Moving Systems. They yep. move like houses and companies. Well, what they were doing is they were storing trailers at this fucking school in Detroit, on Eight Mile and uh, Van Dyke, which is. Kind of a shitty area. Eight miles, not too bad. Like seven, six miles worse. But uh, it was at the school where they had these trailers full of like the chairs and desks. This was fucking bitch work I was doing for like fucking like $13 an hour. And uh, like all we were doing is bringing in like boxes of books and desks and tables from the trailers outside, like up like three flights of stairs for fucking 10 hours a day. And the school is like 120 degrees. It was the shittiest thing I've ever done in my life. <laughs> yeah, all those people were doing that yesterday at the school. Like a lot of the big company now I see at most schools, it's called like Mayflower. Yeah, exactly. Same shit. Yeah. They like worked for like two hours and they're like outside sleeping on cardboard and removing blankets. I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. That gives me PTSD. Those little carts with the four wheels on those little moving buggies, little dollies. Ugh. That's why I was worried. I wouldn't even make, I knew I wouldn't make the knock loose shows with gate creeper and 200 stab wounds and you're the knife replaced life's question. I knew I wouldn't make those, mm-hmm. but on Thursday I was like, I need to be out. 
before like six thirty, seven o'clock. Like, and I got home and I literally changed clothes and just drove right back to Detroit after getting home from Novi. And fuck, damn. So you went from from Novi like back to almost Flint and back to Detroit. Yeah. Yeah. So how far? What's hour and twenty minutes probably from fucking Novi, huh? Um, from Flint to Novi in the work van going fast enough, it's like. A 50 minute drive, 55 minutes. Fuck. Depending on traffic, because 23 is a shit show normally, especially <sighs> uh, Thursday and Friday before Labor Day, you know, because everybody from the Detroit suburbs is fucking, they got their four day weekend, so they all have their campers and their toys. And oh, yeah. They're, they're heading up north. Fucking for one up last the roads. Summer. Yeah. yeah, one last summer hoorah. <laughs> yeah. But I still made that show on Thursday, so that was nice. I missed it bad. That and the Never Ending Game Show have been a nice welcome back. Fuck yeah, man. Fuck yeah. That, uh, did you see the uh, Never Ending Game video on Hate 5 6 yet? Um, so I'm uh, a Patreon supporter. Nice. So oh, I did. A while ago. I, I watched his early cut and I was just waiting for the final cut. So I have not watched the full thing, but I did watch like all the early uh, set edits when he did them. Oh, yeah. When they came across my feed yeah yeah fuck i mean if you look at the um, voting fucking uh, let it dies up there but i think it'll still be before september or even like big deal they should be out pretty soon huh they got a that lot of, of dice that was sick i remember when i was out in the parking lot talking to jeff he's like so we're doing a secret set and i'm like what he's like yeah we're doing a secret set like nobody knows don't say shit and I was like, and then like everybody's like, oh yeah, this band is playing next. I'm like, no, they ain't. Uh-huh. They're like, yeah, they're going. I'm like, no, they ain't. Just wait. And then you can see there's a lot of people in the room who didn't know who Let It Die was. Yeah. And well, when those older dudes just started going wild, they were like, oh God, what the fuck's happening? Like <laughs> it was so pretty. It's so beautiful, dude. Fucking like the Let It Die shows used to be the craziest shit. So, so were you even in the area then, or were you in like fucking Ludington? A little too young, yeah. I never really saw Let It Die. Okay, that's why I was thankful Jeff reached out to me and wanted Under the Knife to play that show. Yeah, that's super cool that you know that he asked you guys to do it. Like, we were on more people's radar than we expected. Like, uh, Scoped Exposure Mm -hmm. put us on like their like shit to listen to in like in January and like on their big playlist and like. A few other um, like podcasts or Instagram pages like put us up there, and we're like, I'd be like, "How do you know about us?" Mm-hmm. Like, oh well, I found you guys last summer, and I was waiting for you guys to drop more music. And I'm like, oh shit, okay. Like we're in our own little bubble here in Flint, really. Like there's no other hardcore bands, there's no shows. We practice above a place called the Local, but we refuse to play there because they have a super strict no moshing policy. Yeah, and. The guy who like manages it wants us to play there, but I told him if we play there and I have some Detroit bands come up, it's gonna happen. Like, well, you can't stop. Like, You're gonna have to fuck unplug the whole shit. Yeah, that's when he's like, "Well, I just, I guess you just can't play there." I'm like, "Well, yeah, we don't want to play there because, like, no, no offense, but the whole no moshing policy is stupid as fuck." Yeah, yeah, and and I mean, he's probably losing money by that not happening but oh well sucks for him that's uh we're playing with ground war in kalamazoo Fuck actually yeah. 
Marcos was like, "Do those kids in Kalamazoo know what's even coming for them? <laughs> like, do they do they know? Like, I've never been to a show in fucking Kalamazoo. Right? Is there a scene out there? Like, I, so it's like Kalamazoo. That is the only band I 94. know from there. Yeah, the only band I know from there is the band headlining who put us on is Guardrail. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure, like, you know, you'll have some like Grand Rapids and Muskegon people make the drive down. Mm-hmm. And there is, you know. Grand Rapids has like Prison Suicide and uh, some other bands. So mm. th- there is something over there. Yeah, the dude from fucking Neverending Game lives there, right? Uh, Will. Oh, does he live over on that side of the state? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think he's from fucking uh, Grand Rapids because he was in uh, Detained 2, I believe, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, uh, Bitter Truth. That's the other band I was thinking of. Duh. Bitter Truth from Grand Rapids. Okay. Fuck yeah. I like that band. Bitter Truth is sick. Yeah, they, uh, they, I just saw they played in like Gary, Indiana with a bunch of sick ass bands. That's a pretty cool fucking <sighs> thing to be able to put on. Being on that side of the state, you can drive down to the Gary, Indiana, Chicago area, not have it be too crazy. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Not too far out of the way either. You know, a couple hour driving shit for some good times. Oh man, I just saw FYA is completely sold out. No additional tickets this year. Yeah, man, it was sold out in like 30 minutes <laughs> yesterday. I mean, people will end up always selling their tickets, but it's one of those lineups so insane. Everybody's going to buy a ticket right away. Yeah, yeah. Just even if be... they, yeah, even if they can't make it, it's like they still want it. Yeah, that one show that uh, fucking um, Christmas, whatever, the holiday jam or whatever's in. Uh, oh, December. Yeah, December 11th, Reading, Pennsylvania. That One of the four bands announced so far. I mean, I don't really care for youth of today, but I respect them, you know, appreciate whatever type of shit they did. But fucking E-Town Concrete, uh, Death Threat, and uh, who's the other band? I don't remember, but E-Town, they're on a FYA also. Yeah, yeah, I know. That's fucking great for them. I'm glad they're doing it. So, uh, you guys don't have fucking much out in the past like, year and a half. You guys going to put out more shit soon? Yeah, so we put out three songs on our demo uh, like last July. And then this January, we put out three songs for an EP. Uh, two new and one re-recorded, I believe. And right now, we're like, so we didn't want to drive to Indiana for a single. So we recorded with the guy who runs the practice space we practice at. And he's never done anything really heavy or hardcore. So we had some issues with the mixing and mastering. So we got the stems from him. And our guitarist, Andre, who's probably the most musically inclined guy in our whole band, has been working on it to get it to sound as good as possible. So we're getting ready to actually start throwing out some promos and teasers for a single coming out called Chains of Addiction. Uh, I've been, yeah, I've been working with Andre to really like solidify our sound past just like open breakdowns and like just tough guy, heavy shit, like actually having more substance, more real content, just more structure in general. And this song is like our first step in that direction, but it should be honestly, I'll probably 
start posting some shit about it tomorrow. We're just waiting to find a picture from our buddy Travis uses our release art. It's uh it's pretty good. I'll send you I'll send you it later. Cool, man. So so you can like give it a listen to. It's a lot different in a good way than most of our other stuff. Has way more structure, way more content. We're excited to play it live. We've been practicing the fuck out of it since we wrote it. We probably have like four to six songs that we play that we have no recording of yet. Because we're just constantly, we try to like add a new song like every month or two to what we got going on. We always have like three songs like kicking around in our Google Drive because my buddy Andre, he works from home. So he's constantly just when he's not taking a call or working on some programming shit for work because he works for Apple. He's just playing his guitar, writing riffs. And then he'll like program drums over it and throw it in our Google Drive for our band and be like, okay, everybody listen to this. Tell me what you think. Fuck yeah. What's, I mean, it's so easy now. Well, I mean, for people who know what they're doing to just you know, fuck around with recordings while, while doing work and uh, being able to uh, fucking multitask and and if you take your fingertips to fucking create your own music, it's so crazy. Rather than like a giant ass studio with expensive ass equipment, which he might have, but oh no, he uh he just has some basic stuff, but it's nice. But for our uh, next EP, we're definitely going back down to Indiana to record with Colin because he made our EP sound great. There's a difference between our single and our EP sound quality, but. We just, you know, we took a risk, tried to stay local. It is what it is. It's all good, man. Are you guys all straight edge, the whole band? Oh, fuck, no. <laughs> no? So, I no, I, I, I spent um, a lot of years just being a dumbass, smoking and drinking heavily. Um, when I lived in Chicago, I actually put myself through a 30-day inpatient detox program for alcohol. I quit drinking and then I started drinking again, uh, like 2018. And I was like, oh, I, I can drink a little, I'll be fine. And I get home from work and drink like four tall boys in like an hour. Damn. And that's like eight beers, which adds up. And, uh, 2019, I finally realized just to be a better me, I had to quit and be sober. Like smoking weed wasn't good for me. You know, cigarettes weren't good for me. I just wasn't being productive as a human. So I just said, fuck yeah, I've been around straight edge forever. It's something that'll, even if I feel like I'm going to be a weak bitch and want to fuck around with something else, that's something that keeps me in line. So I decided uh, after three months of stone cold sobriety, I stayed strong enough being sober that I was like, okay, I'm straight edge. And then my brother-in-law, he, uh, he also gave up drinking because he realized it wasn't it was counterproductive to him being the best human he could be. So I finally told him like, dude, you don't drink. You're strong willed. Like, why don't you, you should probably, you know, you do it too. And he made the claim to be straight edge, but uh, no, our, our guitarist, our other guitarist, DJ, you know, he's not edge and yeah, nobody else is. There isn't too many people, honestly, in the Flint area that are a lot of people that were, Everybody seems to enjoy their... There's a lot of people that were. Ooh. (laughs) (laughs) If you're not now, you never were. Fuck you. No, there's just that whole, like, influx. You know, a lot of people claim it when they're 15, 16. Yeah. And then when they hit 
they hit like you know 21 and they can legally drink and they're like oh okay i'll do this yeah like yeah lots it seems more than not that's actually the the most common pattern it seems but when i was younger i was like you know watching these straight edge dudes like be militant straight edge fucking beating the shit out of people you know courage crew Mm -hmm. like shit like that i was like these guys are wild then i got older i realized like okay maybe this is the best choice for me personally like i only give shit to some people like marcos from ground war you know he was straight edge and he broke (gasps) so me and brendan always give him shit like brendan from over and out gives him more shit than anybody else for being an edge breaker it's funny as fuck (laughs) just (laughs) because marcos was all about it and but hey there's some people out there who get their whole shin blasted with three X's and then fucking eight months later break. So yeah. Marco Marcos isn't one of them, so I can never give him too much shit. You sell out Marcos. You sell out Marcos. I love Marcos. A lot of those guys from Detroit Hardcore are fucking the best though. Like shout out Ground War, big deal. Rest in peace, hush. Everybody loves Enemy of God. You got No End in Mind, which is fucking spine break or spinebuster V2. No end in mind is sick as fuck. Keep your eye out for their EP and their first show. I don't know if you listened to their single they released. Yeah, you have been waiting for some more shit to drop. I don't know when, though. Austin Peters is a madman. Like, everything he does is great. I'm pretty sure he's a normal now also, which they're not a hardcore band. But when it comes to... I do like that band, though. They're fucking fucking good. I like how it sounds. Oh, yeah, dude. Oh, yeah. I've been waiting since their first release for more music from them. It's art. It's beautiful. I love it. It's one of the softer bands I really appreciate. I've never gotten into pop punk. Yeah, it's more vulnerable I, uh, for sure. Like just to I, be able to do that kind of music. I missed the title fight wave. I never got into Citizen. Like all those bands, they're good. I respect them musically, but I've never really listened to them. But normal, I listened to them. And I was like, I like this. Like I could finger bang a chick in the back seat to this. Shit, so. <laughs> yeah, for sure. That's some high school shit. I like it. <laughs> yeah, it's good though. But I appreciate all those guys. When I first was forming a band, they all were like super fucking supportive, and they've made me want to keep going on. And fuck yeah, man! I'm excited. I get to play with Ground War September 17th at Kalamazoo at Papa Pete's Pizza. That's our first show. At a pizza place. Then, oh, lucky you. Yeah, and then uh, our second show for now, unless something else gets announced before then, is uh, I suppose October 9th at the Sanctuary. We'll suffocate fast or let it die. Uh, there's so many bands on that fucking uh, uh, D Block. The Enemy Alliance. God, the Alliance. Enemy God is going to be absolute fucking chaos. Yeah. D Block. Like, fight it out. Yeah, fight it out. I can't believe I forgot to mention them. We have something special in our set for everybody above the age of 26. I'm not going to say exactly what it is, but just know that first bell ring is going to make every fucking old dude start beating the fuck out of people. Because every older guy Ooh. I've mentioned it to is like, well, I guess you're going to have to do it to him. And start stretching now. Yeah. Yeah. Like I, when I told Jeff what we were doing, he's like, yeah, we used to play with that band back in the day. Let it die. Did. So uh, it's, it's going to be fucking great. And everybody in my band is about it, even though most of them never listened to them back in the day. I was like, I remember being fucking like 2008, watching videos of those those dudes playing in the middle of nowhere, like Nebraska. And all these people were just like beating the fuck out of each other at a VFW hall. And I was like, this is that shit right here. 
fuck. You gotta stop we talking gonna, about because it it's gonna come out of my mouth on accident. Well, I don't know I'll how say, to edit this shit. <laughs> we were we were gonna do one of their songs that has a straight edge chant, but since three of my band members are too weak, no, we're just kidding. But ah, I, I I don't want to do that. In our in our uh, demo song. I'm like, this is for the straight edge. And I say, fuck all my band members who aren't straight edge. And people love that so much. And then I did the same thing for our EP, but I made the list longer. But after listening to it a few times, I was like, I don't need to do it again. I said it on the demo. So uh, I worked with Colin. We just shortened it out. So it's like, this is for the straight edge. Do something with your life, cowards. I think it's so funny. And just the straight edge it. call out. Like, straight up. But that's the, everybody loved on the first demo. I was like, fuck DJ. Fucking uh fuck owen fuck randy <laughs> they're all the people who weren't edge at the time uh randy uh was our previous drummer okay so that's why you'll hear his name but uh damien drums for us now that's fucking I'm just, funny i'm just excited to play our first show honestly a lot of people seem to be pretty excited yeah kind of nervous to play the show at the sanctuary that big it's probably like a our big se- show <laughs> or like our second show i uh i did some guest vocals for anime god before to an almost sold out show and that wasn't too bad I, I got over it but i'm like doing a whole set i'm a little nervous but whatever it's yeah. what it is how long do you guys get to play for like 15 minutes probably 15 minutes yeah we have uh a couple different sets lengthed out because like um we're we like our samples we're, we're pretty sample heavy like our the opening of our set opens with a song sample and then I'm not going to do all of our songs with samples, but we have probably like four or five songs that have samples in them, which is like one of our demo songs has a fucking sling blade sample in it, which is like a fucking 40 second sample. So it all just adds up. So probably do like 10 to 15 minutes there. Nice. The guy from Guardrail told us we can play a 20 minute set in Kalamazoo if we want. So we're, we're just seeing, we're just figuring it out. Fix your microphone. I think you bumped your microphone. <laughs> that better oh yeah for sure yeah you know it just went a little quieter all good okay yeah but we're playing like a 20 minute set in kalamazoo i think testing out some new music see how it goes it'll be a smaller show for sure <laughs> whoops i know I was like, god damn it <laughs> Got a hole in your chin <laughs> uh i was trying to like avoid the microphone and i just wasn't close enough at all uh, i was like shit i wonder if he saw that yeah for sure here <laughs> uh, um, well, my dog come down here to ruin things hey puppy um what are we talking about oh yeah your samples what is I'm, i don't know shit so what is that long ass let somebody <laughs> A Japanese fucking movie or something. Oh, long. Was like a yeah, song. yeah. So uh, that's our last song on our AP. Um, it's from an anime called Fist of the North Star. Uh, yeah, it's it's an, it again. It's a it's an older anime, and um, pretty much it's just like this guy fucking like just pretty much like obliter obliterates people with like a touch of death, pretty much. <laughs> And that's he's telling him, he's like, you were already dead. And the guy's like, what? Because he hasn't been hurt. And all of a sudden, he just like, explodes. But growing up, I loved it. And uh, our guitarist, DJ, he loves anime. So we went with that. And then our second song on that EP, um, there's the video game Dark Souls. And that's what, it's our more ambient song. That one, it starts with a Dark Souls sample of just the guy talking. 
then our new song has a fucking quote. Uh, I think it's from the Equalizer. I think that's what it is with Denzel Washington. Yeah, yeah it's the Denzel Washington, the Equalizer. <laughs> Can't wait to hear it. Um, I'm I'm excited for it. And then like our set, we start off with uh, a song from the Dayton family. Oh shit. Yeah. Well, shout out actually fucking Brendan from Over and Out, actually, because when I was looking for the best song for us to start with, he suggested that. He's always there with good advice, though. He's he's been around doing his thing forever. He knows what's good. Yeah. Shout out to Brendan over and out. Uh, it looks like you have a you have a tattoo similar to mine, too. Mine's just a little different. I don't know if you see it. Oh, the hand with the pistol? Yeah. Yeah, I literally have. <laughs> you mind's like a skeleton hand though. Okay, yeah, this is this is like a pistol and has like Casper coming out of the barrel. Oh shit. That's <laughs> the smoke, yeah. I like Shane, it. Shane Miller has done all of my tattoos. Like he's he's talented as fuck. He's young as fuck. I have like six or seven and they're Ooh, all Casper. from him. Oh, that's the toughest shit ever. Yeah, I love it. Yeah. That's he he posted this one and I was like, I want it for my birthday. He's like, Bet it's yours. Oh, that's so sick. Because he has his flash, but he doesn't like to do his flash repetitively on people, mm-hmm. especially people that he's uh, put more original art on. He tries to steer you away from just doing his off-the-wall flash, and he wants to give you something more unique if he's already done a bunch of, like, one-offs for you. Yeah. Like, my shins, I have a matching, like, a cowboy and an Indian on each shin with, like, different weapons that have, like, three X's inside of the weapon. And they're, like, one-offs. So I was pretty appreciative of that. And I got like a memorial tattoo for my buddy who died. And that was something uh, I designed and he like drew up for me. So he's like, let's just keep it going. Like, let's keep your shit original. Fuck yeah. Like even like this one. Oh, uh, you can see it too well. But this was like an off the wall one. There we go. Okay. And I wanted it off the flash wall, but he like changed it up quite a bit from what it was on the wall because he wanted it to be different on me. Fuck it. I like I like flash and like easy work, you know, like I'm into more traditional shit. So I got, you know, like you see the snake and the dagger and, oh yeah, you know, uh, the ship in the water, whatever the fuck. And, uh, but I got it from this guy, Justin Tyler. He uh, normally does Japanese shit. So you see like, it's like a little twist of his Japanese shit, like in it. So it's a, it's original to me, even though a lot of people had the same similar designs. But I like the way mine look. It has like fucking lightning and like clouds. It looks real spooky. Ooh. Oh yeah, there's there's only so many traditional designs you can get before mm-hmm. you have the same thing as somebody else. Fuck yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I've seen. You know, it's like once you look at one on Instagram, you know, you click the little search, you see fucking five thousand of them a day. Oh yeah, very similar. But I mean, that's you know, it's traditional style. So yeah, all a lot of those guys, they'll have their own flair to it. But they're all starting with the same building blocks and mm-hmm. building up from there. Excuse me. But there's a lot of folks um, involved in Detroit hardcore who are tattooed by Shane because he's just talented as fuck and friendly. And a lot of people, like I know, like Barella has a bunch of stuff from him. Pretty sure Tristan has gone and. uh been Where's blasted by him right now he is tattooing up of a place i believe called the golden lion club in clarkston okay Hell for a while he was tattooing like right out of flint which was nice because it was like a 10 minute drive and then he was in milford 
and now he's in Clarkston tattooing. Nice. You know, there's something I wanted to tell you too. I was gonna tell you, you look like one of those kids who are on that show, uh, Beyond Scared Straight, like one of those little badass kids who are like, <laughs> who are like telling prison guards like to like suck their dick and stuff. <laughs> That's fucking funny. <laughs> were you a kid growing up, or were you a good kid growing up? Or were you a bad kid? You look like you're a bad kid. I I was like my grandma did everything <laughs> she could to uh, make me straighten up and do good, but I was kind of a little piece of shit. No, I, I like to I like to have fun. I like to fuck around, find out. Pretty much, like I was just a dumbass. Yeah. Like looking back at some of the shit I did, like oh shit, we had some shit go on with like my dad being crazy and shit. So my mom got like this little like twenty two pistol from her friend, and she didn't want it anymore, so she gave it to me when I was like fifteen, fourteen or fifteen. And like my friends would come over. I straight pulled out my sock drawer and like pointed at him. I'd be oh like, guess it. I'd be like, guess if it's loaded or not. Oh my god! I got I got this little fucking Jennings like twenty two pistol. I'm like, is it loaded? And they'd be oh like, dude, god. stop! It's not funny. And I would I'm just like, find that your shit. Head and shit. Yeah. Yeah, I just find that shit like funny <laughs> as fuck. Like stupid shit like that. Like just being reckless. Oh yeah. I mean, like just 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 being a delinquent, really. Like, oh yeah. Well, I finally decided there's to grow no supervision. up. There's no supervision getting into anything. Oh, fuck no. That's why my grandma tried so hard because, like, my parents were like, fuck it, do what you want, be who you want, run the streets. Ugh. My grandma was like, God damn it. She, she put up with a fucking lot. I'll tell you that right now. Oh, yeah. Did you ever Honestly, set anything on fire? Yes. <laughs> 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 I, I used to. I was just a stereotypical stupid fucking kid. Like, how far can I push the limits? Oh, yeah. Like, I remember one day when I was, like, 16, I was, like, stoned. And I noticed my pajama pants had a thing that said, like, fire retardant. And I was like, I wonder how fire retardant they are. So I sat there and kept, like, lighting them until, like, (laughs) the leg lit on fire as I was wearing them. Like, what the fuck was wrong with me? I was so (laughs) stupid. Yeah. I set my bedroom on fire. My entire fucking mattress when I was like, you probably won't believe me, but it was back when my mama, when my mom was still alive. She died when I was three, but I set my room on fire when I was fucking three years old, dude. I burned on my whole fucking. Oh my God. Part of the house. I don't remember. I I just have like one little flashback of just like me, just like shutting the door and like running out. Like my shit's on fire, you know? (laughs) Fuck. My dad, he used to, uh, buy like bulk knives and sell them at the gun and knife show in Flint. And I'd go in his room and like take them. Just be like, this is my knife now. And one day when I was probably like eight or nine, I, th- I threatened to stab this fucking older kid. And I had a knife and he like did not take it lightly. And he knew where I lived. So he went and told my mom and she went in my room and found like six knives. And like my bed was all like stabbed up because I'd be like stabbing my bed just to like, see yeah. how it felt. Like stupid shit. Like <laughs> Like I was, like, I was that dumb kid. Like when my parents would be gone, I'd be like in my fucking parents' room, like finding my dad's like revolver, playing with it. Oh yeah. Like just, just oh, dumb yeah. shit. Nowadays, like if I ever had a kid and caught him doing that, like mm. yeah, I don't know what I would do. Like that's what's scary. It's scary. It, 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 it's reckless to think about just how like little of a fuck I used to give. Oh yeah. I didn't really even grow up till I was like twenty four though. Finally, yeah. I'm like okay, I need to. 
know, being an adult. Yeah. Well, it's funny to think like back when I was, you know, like a kid, I guess, eight, nine, all the way up to like a teenager. Like I just go in my dad's room every chance I got. Like if they left, I'll just fuck go in there and snoop and find his guns and you know, like see like his stacks of money that he'd hide and shit. Like I'll just like oh, I'll just look at it like, and to think that I'm slick, like think I'm hiding my shit for my fourteen year old son. Like I must be crazy. Like, oh, I <laughs> know. Going through my shit. That's uh, I remember one time I was going through my dad's, my parents' room. And there's like two old computer cases in the closet because he built computers and shit. And like I knocked one over and like it opened up and there was probably like a fucking quarter pound of like chronic in there. Nice. And I was like 10 or so and I'm like, that's just stank. And I just like put it away, not realizing like if I was older, I would have fucking been like handful of that shit. <laughs> like I look back at it, I'm like, they really didn't give a fuck in my household. Like, oh like, man. But whatever, I'm, I'm I'm doing good these days. That's funny though. You look like a kid off the Scared Straight program. <laughs> you, you, you do. You told like a. I used to get her to suck your dick. Like, I used to, <laughs> I used to get threatened with that shit though all the time. Like we're gonna send you to military school. Oh yeah. Fucking God, there's like. I think it's the and, red hair. Yeah, yeah, I know. That's like in Flint. Like my mom would always be like, "You should be in juvie, like shit, like that." Like fucking send uh, you over to the Pasadena Playhouse. Fuck you. And I'm like, what did I do? Uh, you're just existing, not knowing anything. <laughs> yeah, like I'm like, what? This, this is just how I, how I am. What, what's wrong with it? Fuck. You don't have any kids, do you? Fuck no. Fuck no. You plan on having kids? No, not at yeah. all. It, no, uh, no, no interest ever. It's it keeps some people, you know, keeps them out of trouble. So that it keeps me from doing crazy shit. I think. I uh, I always just say I'm too selfish with my time and my money to have a kid. Well, at least you're honest I, about it. I have, I, yeah, I have bad decisions. I have limited free time, and it's mine, and my cash is mine. I'm not fucking spending that shit on diapers and bottles like nah man i'm buying fucking merch and bullets for my guns like sorry fucking non-existent kiddo like i'm buying 3d printers go fuck yourself yeah like no i've i've, I've known that forever though like nah i i ain't feeling the whole kids thing right yeah hey, yeah i don't blame you i mean more power to people that have them like my buddy shane he just announced he's having twins and he has a son and he's a great dad like nice fuck yeah dude like go him but for me, if I found out I was gonna have twins, like I'd be the two for one special Planned Parenthood. I was oh. <laughs> right, yeah. Fuck That's yeah. fucked up, but no you get joke. a prize, you pull it out with the one try. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> oh my fucking lord. It's fucked up. That's funny though. Shout out to the portions. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I just got a shirt that says God bless abortions. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Uh, well, oh man, good times. So, when do you think your new single will be out? Well, I'm hoping. Um, I'll probably get together all the social media stuff uh, today. Post it tonight or tomorrow morning. I usually try to give like four days to a week after posting some kind of promo and shit, just to get people to think about it. Mm-hmm. You know, get them to keep kind of checking back. So hopefully, I'm 
probably next Friday. I'm hoping it'll be out. Good shit. The only the only thing honestly we need for it to be released is for my buddy Travis to find um a photo in his back catalog that matches the content of the song. Cause he has so many fucking photos, like and he's a busy guy. So when I told him I was like, take your time, you know, like I don't expect he films like multiple music videos every week for rap artists and shit and flint. Mm-hmm. So it's like I told him, like, take your time. I don't expect you to drop everything to, you know, to help me out. But that's, like, what we're really waiting for because we're pretty sure the mix is as good as it's going to get. Good. Oh, I'm, it's, it's, it's what it is. Like, it's not as good as our EP, but it's not awful. It's I hear a lot worse come from other bands. So I'm not going to be too hard on myself for it. No. no. We uh, we did good with what we had. Yeah, well, I mean you're not fucking Jamie Josta, so yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, is what we, it is. We try. Good man. Well, I'm excited for the new shit. I love listening to F- Under the Night, like Flint Town. Hey, well, no fight music. Ugh. I know that's I like fucking kill people. I can't wait. That's like one of our uh, band members. His little brother is. He's a little fuck stick. Well, he messaged me one day like you call yourself fight music but you won't fight blah 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 and I'm like you've literally only met me like two years ago I'm sorry I'm an adult now like I, I, I and I was like dude I'll like beat people's ass at shows I don't give a fuck like if you really want to fight I guess like we can fight but I'm an adult now <laughs> he just like shut the fuck up and he's like you, you're just being something you're not I'm like dude like stick you're... to the cocaine and fucking being crazy I guess yeah just yeah. cracks me up. And you can just be a poser. He, he was like, you guys are like Diet King 810. I'm like, hell yeah, I'm a fucking fat Dave King, man. Look at me. <laughs> That's a compliment. He's beautiful. Uh, I just thought it was funny. Yeah. Cool. Well, fuck that kid and he can get his ass whipped. And, uh... Get his ass <laughs> <laughs> No. No. I'm going to wrap this up, though. It's 11 o'clock. Holy shit. Bet. Time flies okay. like Joe Rogan says. It's a fucking time warp. Fucking time warp. All right. So, uh, anybody listen to this? Check out our fucking single coming out. Hopefully, when does this get released? I'm going to try to put it out um, probably Tuesday when people go back to work. Tuesday. All right. So, if this comes out Tuesday, check out Friday or Saturday under the knife on Bandcamp, Spotify. They won't upload my shit on Apple Music. I don't know why. Fuck Steve Jobs. That dead bastard doesn't matter, anyways. You can uh, find us, though, like I said, under the knife Bandcamp, Instagram, Facebook, Spotify. We are going to have some more merch coming out soon. It's going to be a second run of our first shirt. It's going to, uh, it's probably going to be uh, like a dark red on the charcoal shirt print instead of white on black. But it's going to be the same hand holding a switchblade. We're going to have CDs up for sale soon. You can most likely catch those either September 17th in Kalamazoo. And if we don't have them yet, we'll definitely have them on our table for fucking the Let It Die show. And hopefully a- Hopefully something else will get uh, announced pretty soon as long as the bands line up. So you'll see us somewhere else. Nice. Appreciate it, man. We can fucking do this again. I feel like we didn't even fucking get into anything hardly. And it just flew by. That's why I'm like, you know, just just talking about fucking music and life. It goes by really fucking quick. Does. I I appreciate you having me on. All right, man. Thanks a lot. Anytime. Just let me fucking know. All right. Thanks again, man. I'll talk to you soon. I'll give you another noogie as soon as I see you. Oh, I know you will. <laughs> All right. No respect. Love you. Bye. See you, man. And meeting frog. Fuck out of my face.